Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, July 7th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, how to think about Yusika's future. Number two, Senate Republicans pump the brakes on an insulin pricing bill. And number three, K Street's take on January 6th. All right, let's get into it, Jake. We have been reporting on the ins and outs of Yusika, chips, whatever you want to call it, for many, many months. Uh, And today's newsletter takes a kind of deep dive look at how to really think about uh, Yusika, what can actually get done, how it might not get done, and the strategy behind all of that. Yeah, so I mean, the question I, we, we've been getting is, is Yusika done? Um, this is the uh, the question we've been getting from, um, from uh, uh, people on the Hill, people downtown. Um, remember, so Mitch McConnell said last week he would stop Yusika in its tracks if Democrats are moving ahead with a reconciliation bill. Democrats are now moving ahead with a reconciliation bill. So um, uh, McConnell's top aide or top communications aide, David Pop, said the tweet stands, meaning he's going to try. He says he's going to stop Yusika. Now, a couple questions we're thinking about, and I guess we could kind of riff on both of these things. Number one, is McConnell bluffing? Um, (laughs) I don't know. I think it's going to be difficult for him to um, to hold Republicans together against this. Um, uh, but, you know, go ahead. What do you what do you think? I, I mean, I just think when you look at I feel like we both would have said a year ago, of course, he's not bluffing. He says something. He means it. Right. And I think that we, we point out here, there's a lot of examples where he has put a marker out in the last six to eight months and has actually, you know, reversed positions. Right. Think about it with the debt limit. Think about it. Um, you know, when it comes to a lot of different things, he's kind of he is, I think, has been able to kind of shift when he's needed to. Um, and so is this just a negotiating tactic? You know, I think it's hard to tell, but I, I just don't think, you know, what he says is necessarily going to, you can't just take it at face value anymore. It's probably right. Although that that all said, um, if you're, I mean, one Democrat put it to me this way yesterday. Um, what he's trying to do is, he, is he's trying to stop the reconciliation package, because in in the Democrats' view, and I'm not sure anybody would agree, um, anyone would agree with this beyond Democrats. But he, but they, with this Democrat said, well, the reconciliation bill is going to be popular. He's trying to stop it by any means necessary. I don't think that is the case. I think he would have. I think he would have a different, you know, a different view of that. Now, um, number two, I just think that, you know. We reported yesterday just how far they were from a deal in the view of Republicans. So I think that's part of the, the calculus here as well, is that maybe they wouldn't get a deal anyway. But let's, you know, I, we I spoke to the to senior administration officials yesterday. Here's what one said to us is we're not going to let McConnell, who blasted the White House for linking in, allegedly in, linking infrastructure to build back better, do the very thing which he previously attacked. They're vowing to move forward. On both fronts. Now let's get to Schumer's calculus. Let's just take let's just let's take the uh, let's just say that McConnell blocks Yusika. If you're Schumer, 
not a bad deal for you to get this, you know, uh, this provision to um, to let Medicare negotiate on drug prices. Uh, by the way, every poll shows that that is a very popular thing. It will save the government hundreds of hundreds of billions of dollars. It will save seniors money. So if Schumer has to abandon Yusika, which, by the way, I don't think he will, and we'll get to that in a second, um, for that, that's a pretty good trade for him and what do you think of that yeah i i i so i actually think when you're kind of just talking here i mean honestly when you look at democrats and they're looking at the election wins in the midterms which they likely lose you know the house if not the senate um you is not going to turn a lot of voters on to Democrats, right? I mean, if you look at that, you know, and semiconductors, there's a lot of money there. There's a lot of industry that wants it. You know, it has massive ramifications. I, But I don't think it moves, you know, politics in terms of actual votes, whereas I do think this Medicare, you know, drug pricing is a big deal, and it's something that you're going to see Democrats want to be able to campaign on. Yeah, I I think that's fair. And um, by the way, they'll just blast, they'll pass the reconciliation bill and just blast McConnell for um, not, you know, for blocking a bill to combat China, a pretty good political situation for for um, uh, for Democrats. Now, the break glass option is coming into fuller view in in my estimation. So what I heard from the administration from Democrats and Republicans is so let's say they don't get you seek it done What the administration. What some in the administration really want is just fifty two billion dollars in, in chips money, financial support for the semiconductor business industry. Now, the question is, can that get 60 votes? Brez and I had this conversation yesterday. I say yes. He says no. Could it get through the House? Probably, I think so. It'll be tough. Yeah, it'll be tough. I mean, it'll be tough because you have the Bernie Sanders of the world who who would say, why are we giving $50 billion to an extremely profitable industry? And that's a fair fair point. But um, I would say this. The administration, I think, and a lot of Democrats and many Republicans, remember, Yusika, bipartisan bill, would settle for that $52 billion and be pretty happy about it. But if they do that, I think they would want to do that in July and not wait for the lame duck. So at least get, get some money moving through the system um, uh, before, uh, you know, before the Congress closes out. Well, if nothing else, it is certainly going to be a very interesting July as all of these kind of two issues come to head between reconciliation and uh, the big Yusika package. We're going to be covering it uh, every twist and turn as we are. There are sure to be many between now and uh, the end of the month. All right, let's move to the number two story of the morning, Jake. We have some news here. Five key Republican senators have penned a letter urging the Senate Democratic leadership to allow the Finance Committee to take up a bipartisan proposal to lower insulin prices instead of bringing it straight to the floor for a vote. This is a bit in the weeds, but it is interesting um, because this was a bill that was drafted by Senators Susan Collins, Republican from Maine, and Gene Sheehan, a Democrat from New Hampshire, um, that would lower insulin prices. It looks like it was going to be fast-tracked, but now um, you have some objections. Yeah, um, so this is a new letter that we got exclusively from um, Pat Toomey, and John Barrasso, Steve Daines, Rob Portman, and Ben Sass. They are saying that this insulin bill, which Schumer plans to bring up in July, is uh, needs to go through the Finance Committee first. Now, 
uh, they say it's kind of transformative. It's they be, they have some problems with it, but if they their their whole point is their whole their whole contention is they might they need to. Um, this is too big to just go straight to the floor. Now, this bill will need 60 at some point. It is a Collins Shaheen bill, Susan Collins, Jean Shaheen. Um, and that, you know, they just, they, they want to slow it down. So what does this mean? I mean, in a 50, 50 Senate, when someone says that that's a big deal. So, um, I, I, I think this is going to be another wrinkle in an incredibly, um, an incredibly, uh, busy month. And just, uh, one thing to note here as well is that this re- reconciliation proposal that was filed on Wednesday that you know we've been talking about and its prospects, it did not include an insulin cap, while the old version of the Build Back Better Act did. Uh, so interesting just to note on that as well. Um, let's move to the number three story of the morning. We are continuing our coverage of the Canvas K Street, our anonymous survey of senior uh, downtowners uh, about what they their view is what's happening. And today's item is looking at K Street's take on the January 6th probe. Uh, the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol has painted a pretty ugly picture of former President Donald Trump with many former aides testifying against him. We have uh, the former White House counsel who's going to be testifying tomorrow. Um, but K Street leaders, it's clear they they're very wary, Jake, of the stolen election narrative coming from some Republicans. More than one third, 38 percent of these people that we polled said their lobby shops and corporations don't support Republicans who voted to decertify the election. Yeah, this is a this is interesting. I mean, uh, they K Street. I mean, this is a, something we've been following since the beginning, Anna. Right. I mean, we've been talking about this since the beginning. A lot of people I've heard from a lot of um, K Street folks that, you know, it's an untenable position to continue to um, uh, not donate to um, to those. Republicans who voted who voted to not certify the election um, because these Republicans are going to be in power. So it's an interesting it's kind of an interesting view from K Street that there is that this is relatively widespread. Um, and I would you know, I, I'm curious to see how this evolves. And I, I mean, the the retribution angle is really interesting because I, I could tell you that I've talked to a lot of Republicans in the last six months who have said, if you're not on our side, you better get on soon or else you're going to be frozen out. I mean, I think that that's probably a little bit overwrought. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I feel I talk to people all the time about this, right? I think companies feel like they are a lot of them are trying to kind of get through this choppy water, right? They they, they had put out public statements declaring they were pausing their campaign donations. Um, some of those have shifted gear, have started just, you know, I think they say to your point, like, listen, these people are the people that regulate us. They are the people that are going to be in power. We can't just, um, you know, kind of not pretend like they don't exist. And I do think that there is also a, a, a strong feeling that, you know, to your point, maybe it's not quite as stark as what you're saying, you know, that, it, you know, you're if you, you're not with us, you're against us. But I think that there are a lot of smart people that have been around this town for a long time who do believe there will be consequences to not contribute to them, uh, contribute to those members. And I think they believe that Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalise and others are keeping track uh, to some degree of of what that looks like. And so considering that a lot of corporations believe that a House-run 
by Republicans is going to be a very difficult political uh, situation for them in general. That They don't have a lot of the, the allies they had before. This is just another kind of layer of how are they going to deal with this situation here in the next six to eight months. Yeah. Uh, and I, I urge everybody to check out um, punchbowl.news for our Canvas coverage, which I think is super, um, super interesting and uh, uh, really revealing. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news to get our free morning newsletter. Please have a great day and stay safe.